cannabis topics in less than 10 minutes. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of The Dime. I'm Brian Fields, and with me, as always, is Kellen Finney. And this week, we've got a very special guest, David Goubert, President and CEO of Air Wellness. David, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, and thanks for, for having me. So, uh, Brian, Kellen, really excited to be here with you guys and uh, doing great. I'm always fascinated about that transition when you're telling your inner circle, hey, like I'm thinking about leaving my job and taking a job in cannabis. People said, hey, David, cannabis? Like, what is wrong? Like, was there any of those conversations? Did they give you any of those feelings? You know, take us through those feelings. You never have, or you rarely have someone whose the answer is, eh, right? Yeah. It's either, what the hell are you doing? This is care suicide. Or it's, man, it's amazing. Uh, I can see why the growth that it's going to have and the fact that it's, it's serving people this way is amazing. That's for you. Go do it. I'm happy for you. Vast majority is actually that second part, but you do have a few people that are like, hey, what, what the hell are you doing? In my case, I had that personal conviction that it was time to do something different and that the only place I would go work would be places where there is that combination of, of growth, right moment in the, the, the life cycle of the company, connecting with the people clearly and, and feeling that I'm, I'm useful in a way, in a, in a, in a greater way. So, but to your point, it's a, it, it always comes up as a question. I would say that stopping talking about myself for a minute, but more as we're building the team, it's been a bit of the same thing. Like, you know, you, when you build a team like that, you always go to the people you've worked with at some point and be like, Hey, what do you think? Refer me to someone or are you interested? And I've found more than, than I thought, not only a will, willingness, kind of like, Hey, yeah, I want, I want to jump in. So. Maybe that's reflective also of the evolution in the U.S. population about, about cannabis at the same time, maybe, but really felt that it was easier than I was expecting from that standpoint. From a time standpoint, did you spend your time working in more mature markets or was it more future outbound strategy or is it just kind of everything at the same time? It's been both. I think the, the step one was two things before I go into that strategy. The, the, the first one is that even coming in, before coming in, I felt that AIR as a great foundation from uh, um, states we're in or developing, uh, but also where we are from a cultivation, if you want, standpoint in terms of having, having really built the, the infrastructure that, that was needed. So that part, I would say, was already well, kind of well established and with, with clarity in terms of, hey, these are the type of states we want to be in and we're not here to be the biggest and being everywhere in every state. We're pretty... Um, I'm not going to say narrow, but, but focused in terms of, of uh, where we, we want to be. But So that was already kind of established. The most important, again, was what do we want this business model to be? Who are we? And on that front, kind of what came pretty quickly was say, okay, on one side, we're a retailer. We're a retailer. We have 85 stores. Uh, they're not air, all air. They have a dispensary right now, but they will. Uh, but we have a, a network of, of retail and, and we're a retailer. That, that's one part of who we are. And on the other side, we are uh, what, what I call a house of brands, meaning we're a CPG company that build brands 
and cultivate and process products that needs to be at the right quality for those brands based on what's the promise of the brand and what, what are we creating in each of these brands. And so pretty quickly uh, realized that we're both these things at the same time, a retailer and a hazard brand. So slightly switching gears, I know we talked about the fact that in cannabis, there was price discounts where they get stacked on top and coming from the luxury world, that doesn't really exist like that. So do you think that's based on the fact that the brands haven't established the type of value to demand the type of price point that currently exists? Yeah. And does Air plan on uh, pushing the envelope and kind of yeah. aligning a little luxury value with the product in the future? Yeah. So you're absolutely right. And I mean, you're, you're a marketer, you're absolutely right. It's, it's if you want to have any price power, you need to have brand equity. Right? I mean, there's maybe other ways to do it, but you need to have brand equity. If you don't have brand equity, your product is a commodity. If your product is a commodity, you're not going to have any price power. So the reality today is that except very limited number of brands, we're in the business of commodities. And so the only way for us to actually change that, and, and we're back to that point about that house of brands focus, is to build brands that have equity. And today, it's not the case. On that front, coming in, I was, we have 11, I think 11 brands that are national brands. And they're more specific by form factors. We've got brands on flower, brand of, of uh, pre-roll, and brand in, in edibles and vapes and so on. And the reaction of the team and myself as we're digging through the strategy was say, there's no way, no way we can build equity in 11 brands and there's no way with an average of 5 or 6% market share in the markets we're in, I mean 2% on the overall cannabis and let's say that in the states we're in, there's no way we can divide marketing investments to create awareness on 11 brands. It's not going to work. So we need to actually think differently. We need to have that good, better, best, which in your way, in a way, Brian is answering question on luxury, but it's we need to have that good, better, best from a strategic standpoint on brands. We need to rationalize to, to weigh less brands so that we can actually invest and, and make them more visible uh, for our, our patients and customers. And at the same time, a big question has been, a brand need to accompany someone in their cannabis journey. And if I'm a cannabis patient customer, that actually use flour, pre-roll, vapes, edibles, drinks at different moment in my, in my life, then I should be able to have a brand that's offering that to me as well, where I can recognize the brand, identify with the brand, and, and in the different moments. And in that sense, big debate. I don't think there's a right or wrong. But in that sense, we're making a clear decision to say that we want brands that will actually be across most, if not all, categories. Because it's about aligning a brand with a customer and with having a story. It's not about one form factor or one category. When you got started in the cannabis journey, what did you get right? And most importantly, what shocked you or surprised you? What surprised me most, but also encouraged me most, what I shared about before, which is the passion, really the passion, and I would say courage with it, of the people in the industry. And it goes beyond air. It's, it's the industry. Uh, that's really what was the the biggest wow and surprise. Good surprise from a business standpoint, I would say, was understanding the level of where we are from a cultivation capacity and cultivation quality and so on standpoint. So recognizing all the work 
that's been done on, on that front. And I would say third on the very positive things was I didn't expect that being a company that's the conglomerate of 18 different small companies that were put together, I expected to be like, wow, to get numbers and understanding the business is going to take forever. And the platform that was built by the finance team, tech team, on making sure that everybody's running with the same platform that, I mean, we are at a level of data that is as good as what I had at Neiman in a 115-year-old company. The surprises or things are like, well, not as excited. The level of promotions and discounting that's happening, the lack of equity in the brands and what we need to build from that standpoint were, were some of the, the, the things that were uh, surprised. We're sitting here five years from now. What have you accomplished? Very important for me is making it true to our promise of being a force for good, which means that the company is truly accompanying our patients and customers, supporting our teams, supporting the communities, and supporting on um, righting the wrong and on the war on drugs. If you could sum up your experience in a main takeaway or lesson learned to pass on to the next generation, what would it be? I'm going to share, let's say, three. The first one is. Don't be afraid to change. Don't be afraid to move into something uncomfortable. The second thing is don't get comfortable and actually take decision fast. And then the third thing that I try to stay true to, and that to me is, is key, is loyalty. I care about my teams and, 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 and I care about the people around me more than anything else. And the great thing about that is that that means that you get that back from others as well. And standing today in a company where there's great talent that is here because we've had other experience at other moments with me or others. And, and that's how you can build that. So don't be afraid to change, go fast and be loyal. For our listeners, they want to get in touch. They want to buy air products. Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me on the, on Twitter. They can find me on LinkedIn. They can find me on the, uh, reaching out to us on the, at uh, Air Wellness. Awesome. We'll link it up in the show notes. Thanks so much for taking time. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast over the last few years, can you please take three minutes or less and leave us a quick review on Apple or Spotify? All reviews make a massive difference for us and help other people like you find this podcast. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one token at a time.